You're watching the Lakeview Film Podcast with your hosts, Amadeo Rivas, Daniel Munoz, today's guest, Alex Ramirez. Good, I'm recording. Yeah, we good? We good? Okay. Why do people always say, why do people always say, what's up, dog? Why can't they just say, what's down, cat? Like, what? that's the opposite of it. Why do people <laughs> say, geez, Louise? Why not, geez, Louis? Hey. What's up, guys? Gender I'm inclusive. Rivas. Uh, Daniel Munoz. We're here with Alex Ramirez. I'm going to be talking over Daniel today. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. That's all right. Okay, so... I have our guest, Alex Ramirez. Uh, please introduce yourself, sir. Well, uh, thank you for having me. I'm Alex Ramirez. I'm a writer and director here in San Antonio. I'm also a uh, film instructor with SACI. You're a film instructor at SACI? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a film instructor at SACI. What is SACI? So SACI is an educational uh, arts nonprofit. Uh, we champion civic engagement and social justice in the community. Uh, we serve a vast number of students around uh, uh, San Antonio, uh, and it's a fantastic program, uh, after-school program, uh, for any students who kind of want to uh, dive deeper into their artistic endeavors. That's awesome. Thank you for sponsoring Northeast School of the Arts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew that was going to happen. I wish we had something like that over there in Alaska. No, Nice is great. Nice is great. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh... Going back on it, you are going to be throwing a film festival pretty soon. Yes. Uh, so it's the third installment of the local short film showcase. Installment. Yes. Um, we've done this, uh, obviously, two times in the past, but this is the first time we've uh, been able to do this over at the uh, Alamo Draft House, Park North. Uh, so it's our biggest um, installment so far. Yeah. So, yeah. like, what goes on in your um, film festival? So, uh, I mean, it's a showcase uh, specifically designed to give filmmakers a, a stage for a strictly new work, a work that hasn't been shown uh, uh, to a San Antonio audience yet. Um, it's very filmmaker-centric. I try to look for writer-directors, uh, uh, filmmakers who, are, uh, who have a unique voice, who are doing something bold here in the San Antonio area, and try to give them that platform to uh, uh, show their work. Okay. All right. Um, so tell us about uh, your upcoming film, though. Oh, uh, the Quiet Shore. The Quiet Shore. Yes. Uh, starring. <laughs> starring Joseph Renee and uh, Joe Bartley. Oh, okay. I yeah. don't. I know Joseph Renee. I, I never actually met Joseph Renee. Uh, I remember I traded his contact information. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, the, our, a mutual friend of ours, Seth Magana. Mm-hmm. Hey, Seth. Uh, What's up, Seth? Seth, basically, um, he was like, hey, man, I need some actors. Do you have anybody? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I need this one. I need a guy, a guy actor. I'm like, okay. So I asked my friend uh, Aaron Ramos if he, if he, he could, uh, if he could uh, get me an actor. He's like, you mean Joseph? Oh, oh, here. Here's his number. And so I gave, I gave Joseph away. I yeah. gave that contact to Seth, and Joseph never knew. Anyway, <laughs> well, let's go back on the quiet short. Yeah. All right, where were we before? Going back on a, on a short film. All right, a quiet short. Yeah. Okay, so what's this going to be about? Like, so uh, the story is about uh, an artist uh, and her husband. Uh, she finds out uh, that she has ALS. She's been diagnosed. So this is kind of a, a small, intimate drama about them going to uh, 
coastal city to go visit her doctors. But it's also kind of about uh, the deterioration of their marriage. Uh, it's about um, uh, them kind of taking what little time they have left together and trying to do something useful with it. Um, so it's kind of this small, dark, little romantic yeah. uh, uh, film that I concocted in late 2017, and yeah. now we're getting to show it. Well, uh, would you have a clip for us for later so we can just put it in the other Yes, All right, definitely, great. definitely. Yes, send us a clip. <laughs> All right, here's a clip right now. What's that? I, I wrote you something. I didn't want to do it all dramatic like this, but... I'm really scared to tell you what I'm about to tell you. I keep all my stuff when I'm gone. I want you to douse it in gas and burn it all, to be honest. It hurts me that I can't touch you anymore. you to understand why I, why I don't, why I can't think of any other way. Okay, we're back. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex, so who, what inspired this short film? Did you write it? Yes, yes, I did. Um, so uh, several things. So um, I remember reading an article in college about a couple. Uh, in this case, the husband had been diagnosed with ALS. So it was like a really powerful, like, oh man, you like one of those things you read and it really sticks with you. Yeah. I also ended up, and I don't remember what the band was, but I I saw this French music video, and it kind of inspired uh, 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 the conclusion of the entire film. Um, so I kind of took from that, but also I'd kind of wanted to make, you know, like a little intimate drama, uh, uh, kind of influenced by filmmakers I love, Wong Kar Wai, John Cassavetes, the Safdie brothers. So, uh, I ended up making this picture with a really fantastic team, a great DP, great composer, costume designer, all friends of mine. I've seen bits and pieces of it, and I think that, I think that the camera work is amazing thank what you what camera thank did you use <laughs> well uh we use an fs7 uh sony fs7 but i mean the real star behind that is mason the black bars? no <laughs> the real star is the black bars you add to make it look like it's 16 millimeters black uh mason bars. mason hunsecker who is our dp my favorite dp that i've i've worked with in a while uh really talented um i highly recommend him to any filmmaker you know, we we pretty much bonded and became brothers on set. Aw, that's adorable. <laughs> he and I bonded and we're I on a podcast. On the podcast, and now look at us—we're still not friends. <laughs> <laughs> we just—it's work. You know? We're hey. friends. Actually, no, we're pretty good. I think, yeah, I sleep on his bed. That yeah. sounds wrong. <laughs> he sleeps on my bed. Well, I'm not. And then I don't make room. it. I don't make the bed. And then he texted me, "Hey man, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. You 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 can't lay in my bed anymore. You don't make the bed. <laughs> One month restriction. What are friends really? for? <laughs> I'm joking. Oh well, I'm still gonna lay in the bed. <laughs> wow, wow. Learning a lot of intimate details here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's insane. 
Don't worry, it's all bromance. Then you have your own bromance with uh, David Carvajal. <laughs> yes, yes. We just uh, we just completed a He's film a together. <laughs> Don't dead. tell him that, man, because he, know, he knows it. Boy, does he know oh it. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, we just completed a film together, and, you know, there's always that old adage of uh, there's an onset romance, and one of the crew people was like, yeah, the onset romance was between you and David. It's always between you, <laughs> David, Aaron Ramos, sometimes me with Aaron Ramos. Where did that come from? It's like <laughs> pictures I, with like plus signs between like. Yeah, I'm gonna like. put those pictures up there, and then <laughs> and then the Seth is just watching, just making better films than all of us. <laughs> Seth is a really talented filmmaker. I saw a cut of his uh, latest short. Um, it's really good. He shot it over in Therlingua in the ghost town. It's just really like gritty western. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Daniel, do you have anything to say to, to Alex, please? I just want to ask, like, whenever it comes to, like, your film sets and, like, you finding your cast and crew, like, where did you start off? Like, what was your first experience, like, starting off, like, finding a cast and crew? And, like, what people, like, stuck with you, like, throughout? Like, who did you call back and stuff like that? Well, uh, you know, I started making films in college. So, uh, naturally, a lot of my friends were actors, filmmakers. So, I mean, even past productions, uh, the bonding really came, you know, and like uh, uh, just meeting people socially, going to parties, uh, having class with them. And I was kind of able, uh, when I was in college, to build a little bit of a repertory company. Uh, um, and whenever I came back to San Antonio, I kind of adopted the same method. So a lot of my friends are people that I work with. Uh, I mean, they happen to be great techs. Uh, great actors, great filmmakers. Uh, but, you know, it's it's kind of that uh, um, just building your own repertory company. I know a lot of filmmakers tend to work with the same people they become friends with. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of a natural thing. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So before I get into the real questions where I'm going to put you in the hot seat, I'm going <laughs> to oh ask boy. a little bit uh, something different. Um what do you think you're known for? Like, what film do you think you're known for? I know I'm known for my film, Salesman, but what are you? What is it, what's the film that you're known for? Are you just? Do you consider yourself just a filmmaker, just known as a filmmaker? Um, I hope the second one. You know, I for one person to be known for one film, you know, that's great, and you know, it draws a lot of attention to that film. But I really want to be known for a body of work. A lot of the filmmakers that I look up to, uh, that I studied. Um, you know, I, I don't love them just for one film. You know, I don't love, um, I don't know, Kurosawa just for Rashomon. I love them for Rashomon, Ron, Throne of Blood, uh, uh, Seven Samurai. Uh, you know, they're, hu they're huge body of work. You want to be, like, identifiable. Like, that genre, that's him. You know, you see, like, these aspects. Like, throughout. Tarantino has his own genre, Michael Bay. <laughs> well, you know, uh, that's kind of the thing. So you ha kind of have uh, uh, directors that work in... Uh, genres you know I haven't really worked in one genre I think I've been lucky to do that yeah. it's pretty much what I've felt what I have wanted to write what I've wanted to produce and direct at the time like uh, okay I'm gonna I'm trying to like have save that question for later <laughs> so I'm gonna ask another one okay okay um, whenever you write a script mm -hmm. do you um, whenever you write a script and you're like man this is a good idea I'm gonna write this script and you're writing it, and then it changes into something else that you didn't think it would change to. Like, for example, writing Redbound uh, is a short film that I uh, I co-wrote with uh, 
with Christine Quintanilla. Uh, I wrote it to be originally. Well, the original idea was I wanted it to be an awkward comedy, mm-hmm. and then it turned really serious. I don't know what <laughs> happened. It's a dramedy. It's a dramedy. Dramedy. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, a lot of that uh, uh, leeway. Uh, if I'm writing something, it becomes something else. It it doesn't happen too much because I outline extensively. And I do a lot of my work before I even put, you know, a, a pen to paper, yeah. uh, so to speak. Um, but I pretty much know what I'm going to write whenever I set out to write the script. The only things that might change are be little things, you know, character motivations, uh, 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 settings, uh, the dialogue in itself. Uh, um, I never really know what I'm going to write until I uh, uh, open up that final draft file and start, yeah. you know, writing away. But that's kind of where the art form comes to me, uh, the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what's your method? How do you start off, like? Ooh, um, well, um, just mean, in terms of, like, writing dialogue or just writing scripts? That's the like, yeah. The way I do it is I like to start off with, an, like, a, a title or a word. Or sometimes I listen to music, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, this music would fit into this scene now. How would I build this scene? But anyways, so, like, let's say, um, like, you want to open a film up. You'd be like, oh, it'd be a cool idea if I just say, um, man, I never believed in God. <laughs> and, like, that's an interesting way to open it up, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just veer off from there. I mean, it's all about, like, how you start it. Like, it's not about, I don't know, like, you can't just, like, sometimes I like to make the, the ending first and then work my way backwards. But it, I see. It's weird. A, a lot of my ideas have come from, like, um, just little like nuggets in my own history where I'll remember an event or I remember a person and they've kind of transformed into a story. Um, I don't usually go in with like any kind of message or like, you know, what would happen if blah, 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 blah. Usually uh, that work has been done already and I'm kind of, you know, ready to write, but um, it is, it really is. Um, But you know, that's part of our job, you know, as filmmakers and writers and directors. All right, now the hard-hit question. Okay. Why is it so hard, and you know what I'm talking about, why is it so hard for filmmakers to get by here in San Antonio? <laughs> well, um, if I can speak a little bit to that, uh, my my uh, uh, guess would be, I mean, we're not as production-heavy as, say, cities like, I don't know, Austin. Atlanta, Austin. Uh, uh, I mean... What I what we have here, particularly with the work that you know Alamo City Studios is doing, uh, the San Antonio Film Commission, the Film Society, uh, uh, you know that's invaluable work, and we're really trying to uh, uh, shape our film history here in San Antonio, and build a community. And the only way we're going to do that is if we keep going out there, uh, uh, holding film events, uh, filmmakers are able to get those resources they need. They make those pictures that are unique to them. And uh, uh, I think if they keep doing that, uh, more production, bigger production will come. And those film jobs that some people think, you know, are hard to get um, may be more attainable, you know? Yeah. So, like, whenever it comes to down to, like, competition, mm-hmm. like, what do you got to say to different directors? Like, should it just solely be competition like do you think competition is a reason why we're kind of divided you know um that's the thing the art form is supposed to be non-competitive you know you make you make your own movies because you want to make them uh because no one else can make that film 
uh, unless you do it. Uh, this whole thing, competition, like uh, uh, I know we have the 48-hour film project. That's, uh, that's friendly. Yeah, you know, it is friendly, and that's good. Those people who do uh, see it as friendly competition, you know, that's healthy. Yeah. But some people who, like, take it too far, I mean, that can be detrimental. People, people take it too far. To, to, <laughs> to the environment. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been to film slams where audio for a filmmaker hasn't worked and they're just like so pissed. Like, have you seen that? <laughs> I mean, it. Unfortunately, I have. Yeah, but you know, we're all still learning. So. Yeah, we're all learning, man. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter what age you are. You you, you got to learn. Like, I mean, I started very early. Probably earlier than you did, right? More than likely, yeah. 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 Uh, when, when did you start? I started. Jeez. Started freshman year. Freshman year. You. He has of, a gaming in high channel. School. Well, he had a gaming channel. Started editing. Editing for, like, a good... I've, I've always edited. Like, mm-hmm. Until now, I edit. Premiere, right? Yeah. Uh, started Premiere, switched to DaVinci, switched back to Premiere. Now I'm in DaVinci again. Jeez, man. Yeah. I was doing... I started, like, Windows Movie Maker, like oh, a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah, filmmakers. Yeah, yeah. Windows Movie Maker went to Final Cut 7 when that was still in vogue. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Adobe Premiere, Avid, stuff like that now. I yeah. started on the worst one of all. I movie, <laughs> <laughs> and I edited it. I edited my first film on tape. Ooh, like mini DV tape. Yeah. Stuff like that? No. Well, what happened was in my art school as freshmen, we hadn't gone digital yet, and they were like come up with excuses to why we had. We have like a cabinet full of ta- DV tapes and other films that nobody will ever get to see. And I'm sad that they won't. I, I saw them though. Mm. It's like thousands of films. Like I, I'm talking about. I did the math. Over thirty thousand films were made at my art school. And they'll never see the light of day. And they were really good. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, anyways. Uh, so I had to convert it. I had to get a mini DV uh, tape player, like, that we had. It was worth $10,000, but it was it, it did not look worth $10,000. <laughs> right? And so I had to connect it to an old Mac, to the iMovie. And I had to, like, record over on, on the Mac in the tape. It was the whole thing. And then the tracking sometimes would be off. Oh, so they, they taught us how to do tape, so that way it would be easier as we got up. And then eventually we got new cameras, Black Magics, and those were a hassle. My God. They bought the ones, not the, not the pocket ones. They bought the ones with the giant monitors, mm-hmm. and you have to put on your on your shoulder. And they're, they're, they're for studio. They're not meant for outside, but they <laughs> used it for outside. <laughs> and just imagine that. And then the, they bought the heaviest mixers you can get. <laughs> and I was always the sound guy. Hey, man, those old cameras, those old systems, too, um, and software, like, you'll learn the basics. Yeah. So, you know, those are, those are important. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, each new version of whatever camera system that you're going to be working with, uh, uh, I mean, it comes with its pros and cons. Hopefully now more pros than cons. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you're still learning the, the basics, uh, storytelling Uh-oh. basics. Ooh. We got a problem. Like we got a problem with camera too. Ooh. But that's okay because you know it's also a podcast. Don't worry. We're gonna the camera's staying on me right now, but not Alex. Here, let's move it to Alex, okay? <laughs> it's storage here. Storage? Ooh. Yeah, storage. You need another SD card? Yeah. I don't have another SD card. Jokes on you. Hold on. I think I might have it. Give me a second. In my mm. anyways. Alex, go on the mic and tell him about yourself while, we, while we're changing the... 
Um, this, is, this is the most professional podcast you've ever been on. I like this podcast. I like this uh, dual camera setup you got going on. So Thank this, you. This hasn't happened before, but... This happened before. Not this. <laughs> other things have happened. Dude, I like your leather jacket, by the way. Thank you. I've killed many cows for this. Oh. No, don't, uh, sorry. Ooh. I'm going to cut that. I'm going to... Explicit Ooh. content. Please listen. <laughs> Memory card is full. Both of them are full. That's okay. right. Just switch. Just switch these out? Okay. Anyways... So, um, how is, um, how is your relationship with other actors? How's your relationship with other actors? And how does it affect the film? I got this. You got it? Okay. We're just, all right, keep going. Make sure that doesn't unplug. All right, you good, man? Okay, I guess we're good. Okay. We're just going to move the camera and do a sad one camera setup. <laughs> All right. This is the first time this has happened, but at least I made it entertaining. You did. You did. I knew it was going to be entertaining, regardless of whatever. If happened. anything ever goes wrong, you don't you don't act awkward like, oh, I'm sorry. No, what you do is you just completely make it, try to make it funny. <laughs> All right. All right. Now the camp. Sorry, camera. Wa- Camera two? Yeah, camera two. We're going to call it camera two, even though it says six on it. Um, Yeah, so we're just going to focus it on on, on, uh, Alex right now. Okay. Uh, So your last question? What was that again? Oh, how how does your relationship with other actors... um, How does your relationship with other actors affect the the film? Um, Well, I've always... uh, Loved actors and loved working with them. Yes, I'm done. <laughs> okay, I've always loved actors and loved working with them. Um, so one of the big things that I do, I love to rehearse with actors. Um, I really kind of see myself, uh, and I hope others would agree, as an actor's director. Um, so I. I tend to have very fruitful uh collaborations and relationships with uh, actors on set um you know and it it makes the film a better film um uh, they feel like they're uh, in the hands of someone who really kind of gets what they're going for uh i mean even difficult actors you know i love so yeah i've always uh, have you ever had any difficult actors oh let's uh let's not speak (laughs) about that well you don't have to say their name i have i have okay yeah I think every filmmaker who's done it long enough has. Yeah. I already experienced it, and it's only been, like, five years. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you'll get them in all walks of life uh, at any age. But, um, you know, the point is to get the film made. You know, yeah. And uh, try to work through it as much as possible. They got casted for a reason, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're right for the role. Let's see which one's right for this role. <laughs> okay all right so uh you asked your question daniel my question um oh, great. Four i hours. lost my train of thought great uh hours. but let's talk about let's talk about production companies right now okay because um have you ever been to el paso uh i have not yeah, no no i passed uh, excuse me i passed through headed uh headed to kirky Oh, what I? Yeah, I have uh, I have family there in El Paso in a small town called Canotillo, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they said that I should I can come anytime and shoot. And the, the place like they have this this junkyard backyard 
where they have cars from like the 70s and 50s and stuff mm-hmm. and it's and there's like sand and it's like it's like a picture of logan in the junkyard remember that movie? okay yeah like yeah that. wow yeah but it's, it's a small it's like smaller <laughs> it's really nice like the i think the beginning of kill bill right mm-hmm. yeah the beginning of kill bill is shot there uh volume two i believe yeah um I mean, El Paso, even, like, uh, those West Texas towns, I just took a trip over to West Texas. Yeah. And just being in the mountains and the canyons, stuff like that, oh, it's, it's beautiful, nice. man. It's, it's beautiful. Nice. You, get used, you get used to it, which, like, is sad when mm-hmm. you live there so long. you just like, yeah, it's there. Oh, look, you know? we have two but angles on Alex now. <laughs> I learned to appreciate it, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's lovely. It's a nice place, you know. But I wanted to ask you, in San Antonio, how many, like, larger production companies do you have, like, right now? Like, uh, there's is one there, that Tommy like, Lee Jones owns, but he doesn't, like, let any of us touch it. <laughs> Am I right? Well, I mean, there's a there's a lot of production companies. I, myself, uh, have my own uh, that I kind of do my films under. Uh, uh, but, no, there's a, there's a vast number of them. Uh, um I mean, out of Alamo City Studios, uh, I know there's uh, they headquarter quite a few. Um, but yeah, they all have talented filmmakers at, at the head that I've been lucky enough to either, uh, when I did the 48, you know, uh, go against or just work in tandem with uh, uh, during a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, in El Paso, there's two production companies together. That's all we got. We got really? horror films and... Go ahead and move over to the Double side scope. a bit. We're going to have our second guest here. <laughs> Hi, this is an interesting episode. This is a very interesting episode. We're going to have two guests at the same time. It's Santiago. Everybody remember Santiago from episode three? Hello. Well, he's a series regular now. All right. Nice, so nice. He's All right. Try he, Santiago, tell Alex about yourself. Nice. Um, well, I'm a journalist major. I do broadcasting here in the head journalist for the lakefront it's the only nice. student that has access to the room oh wow it's yeah. quite a privilege yeah yeah it's a privilege to go into it a little bit <laughs> i thought it'd be very interesting for him to come in <laughs> yeah this actually we're fine. supposed to shoot a scene yeah we're supposed to that's shoot a scene like right after oh, okay yeah, yeah. So that's like in here i forgot about this <laughs> <laughs> oh man i, <laughs> I love this I, podcast I, I, yeah thank you i thought it'd be so interesting for him to come like come in and i knew he was gonna i knew you were gonna be here yeah I didn't tell Daniel. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I knew. I just forgot. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> his, his coat's made out of a cat. Yeah, I asked him about his coat. Yeah. I, re- I really like it. See, for, I asked him like how many cows were killed to make that. Yeah, that's that where jacket. I got the joke from. But no, it was a cat. I do not condone <laughs> any animal hey, killing. Hey, listen, listen. I'm not. I don't condone any of that either. I know that for sure this is not a pleather jacket, but I this was a steal, all right. All right at a thrift store, for five bucks. Heck yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a real leather jacket. Okay, it looks really nice. Yeah, it's really nice, right? Yeah. Too bad it's a woman's. <laughs> yeah, the right side. Yeah. The buttons yeah, are the, the right. Button, yeah. But it doesn't matter yeah. anymore because, you know, we live in a society now where I can wear whatever I want and not get judged. Jaden Smith. Oh, we'll judge, but we can't say anything. Watch else. this. <laughs> Hold on. I try not to judge. I try not to judge. Uh, hand me my backpack. Oh, okay. Which one's yours? All we it's can do. Camera bag. Yeah, that one. Anyways, so we're going back into the film industry. We're mm-hmm. talking about uh, Quiet Shore. All right, so how long did it take you to make it? Um, it took about two years to get everything uh, 
from the writing to the uh, editing and uh, us premiering it, uh, it was definitely one of the longer uh, productions that I did uh, because I was so careful with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're very careful. Uh, try to be. Okay. I mean, you know. How long did shooting like take? I know um, shooting took a while, right? Like, it did. Because you have to drive all the way to Coast City. Um, is Coast City real? I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, Porte. Oh, well. Yeah, so shooting uh, was originally like five days, but it got moved up to seven. Uh, and just the way it was kind of like spread out, it took several months to get everything in place uh, for uh, shooting. Man, I like... I like the turtleneck, man. Yeah, now I'm a real filmmaker. <laughs> this is what this is what people wanted, right? Somebody texted me earlier that they want to see me in a turtleneck because I'm not a real filmmaker if I don't wear a turtleneck. Well, there you go. There you go, Eric. Anyways, You're missing a beret, man. You need a beret. A little beret. Yeah. And like a megaphone. Some glasses. I used a fake name. <laughs> I do have a beret. I actually, I, it, but it has the the Black Panthers like the Black Panther party. Like a uh, symbol oh, on it. Okay. I bought like three of them. It's for the salesman. Yeah, it's for the salesman. <laughs> Actually, Black Pumas. It's just Black Pumas. Oh, Pumas. gotcha. Parodies. I can't do that because they'll sue me. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so tell us about. Uh, what Wait, what's, it? What's, what, what's the film lineup? Okay, no, no, go ahead. What's the film lineup on your thing? So the film lineup, uh, we're actually opening with Redbound, which uh, you co-wrote, uh, directed by Chris and Quintanilla. Yeah, I, could, I could answer a couple questions if you want about <laughs> it. Sure, sure. Um, the second film is, um, let me just make sure I'm getting this right, um, Hurt, by uh, directed by Mason O'Neill Hunsecker, who is my cinematographer for The Quiet Shore. Uh, then Baby. Directed by Paulina Manso, uh, Motel Chronicles. Directed Woo-hoo! by David Carvajal. Gets me all jittery. <laughs> and then the Quiet Shore is closing the uh, um, the showcase. Yeah. Uh, we are gonna have trailers. Yeah. That... Uh, play beforehand. <laughs> I remember Alex a couple of weeks ago texting me. He was like, "Hey man, do you have any trailers you want to show uh, over there?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll just I'll let you know when I get home." <laughs> and then two days later, I was like, "Hey." Alex, I still haven't gotten home. And then when he came into the booth today, I was like, Alex, I still haven't gotten home. Yeah, I thought you'd been, like, kidnapped or something. Like, I don't know what was going on with that. No, but what I... happened was I keep it at a different house. Oh. That's why. Yeah. He has a trap house. And house. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm living in my trap house right now. Yeah. Well, I knew you were cooking up some weird and wild stuff, so I thought I'd ask you for a trailer. Yeah. Hi. Hey, Wait, so it? what's the show about today? The show? Oh, we're talking about... about the, the the film festival the third oh, okay, installment okay. of his film festival cool, cool. he's showing it at where actually yeah plug it in go ahead plug all right plug. so the uh, film showcase will be uh, October thirteenth that's a Sunday at seven p.m. Uh, we are sold out on tickets already unfortunately uh, but yeah we will be screening five films by five diverse uh, bold daring voices filmmakers. Uh, and we will have a 20-minute Q&A uh, after the film screen, moderated by Alamo City Studio CEO, Carrie Valderrama. And the entire event is hosted by uh, Lish Rivera. This is Santiago Reyes. Some guys, some guys. I forgot to introduce him. Yeah. I'm actually really excited for it. I can't wait to not sit and... Uh, I can't wait to hold the projector in its place for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're doing it in an actual theater, by the way. You won't have to hold a projector. Oh, it's not at the brick. I, I keep forgetting it's not at the brick. Alamo Draft House Alamo Park North. Alamo Draft House Park North. 
Yeah, I might go see Joker that same day. <laughs> so, so you'll be there. I'll just yeah. kill two birds in one stone. Alamo Draft House Park North. You can come with me. I'm just saying because, like, if you say it three times, it'll stick. Yeah. Oh, the Alamo Draft House Park North. Okay, it's not going to stick anymore. It's Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Stop. October Black bars. <laughs> Black bars. <laughs> October 13th, 7 p.m. Okay, so if anybody doesn't know what black bars mean, Alex, do you want to explain what black bars are? I'd rather hear your explanation for this. Okay, so black bars is an excuse. (laughs) It's an excuse for people that want to be filmmakers. It's it's a it's a form of art, all right? Because people don't actually people don't because people are too lazy to actually get the real aspect ratio on their editing softwares to make it look 16 millimeters, like a widescreen yeah. anamorphic mm-hmm. frame. Mm-hmm. So instead they put two black bars from an adjustment layer over the entire video and say, Lifestyle. oh my God, it's 16 millimeters, which is exactly what some people have. I've done it in the past, sadly. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you know, I had to Don't be time. ashamed. I know. We also, anamorphic is really, really like high in quality, and that's annoying. Yeah. And then, but if you don't shoot in 16 millimeters, that's your fault, man. I wish I could take everything you just said and make that the actual definition for black bars. How is an, how is an excuse? <laughs> yeah. It'll just speech to text in post. Black bars, man. Yeah. And then, like, uh, people, like, I, I remember a person, I was editing this, this, this guy's music video, and he was like, hey, man, can you put black bars? And I'm like, that's not going to make it more cinematic. No. <laughs> you don't even have to shoot it in 6 millimeter. You could just put an animal yeah. lens on it. Exactly. Yeah. Gonna just switch yourself. No, I'm f- I'm f- I'm fine with the black bars on the sides. If you want to do like an old TV, like mm-hmm. like a, a four three like yeah, type if, thing. If, if you don't have time to actually shoot in four three, I remember I accidentally shot in four three for a whole film, and I was really mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just a style, man. Just say it's a style. Yeah, I'm gonna take this turtle neck off. It's too hot. <laughs> See, when it comes to film, anything can be fixed with your words. But, oh, yeah, I shot it that way because, you know, I was feeling... Hold up, thing. I just realized we switched seats. Yeah. yeah. This episode, yeah. This I'm episode's so been sorry. the craziest episode. <laughs> hey, no, man. man, it's been fun. It's the Hey, man, it's Halloween. We have, like, what? That, that's it's the that's spooky season. Well, how do you guys like, feel? Actually, you know, how do you feel left? about Joker? Um, I mean, I'm excited to see it. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk um, online, especially about the... Uh, uh, the content and you know how this Joker character is portrayed. Yeah, um, I'm excited. I want to see it. I don't way. think you could have a good Joker movie. If what do you it's ex- not rigid Yeah. Also, what do you expect? It's Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Dude, it's gonna. Uh, All right. It's on. gonna be good. Phoenix. I'm really like kind of excited to see like just the new take. I know they say it's Taxi Driver esque, so I'm excited yeah, to see that. that. Yeah. I, I, I just saw Taxi Driver a couple months ago, like for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, right after I got them f- finishing the film, because there's a famous part where Robert De Niro's like, you talking to me? Mm-hmm. You talking to me? In the mirror, yeah. I saw this Vine of a guy. Yeah, Vine's still a thing. It's not really a thing. It's on YouTube. Anyways. Well, no, it's just TikTok. Uh, it's just this guy who's it's just like, thing. am I talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> it just made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Which I'm going to play the clip right now. Am I talking to me? Welcome back. I have yeah. no idea how hard it is to get these clips. It's it's pretty hard to put them in there, yeah. but I do it anyways. I try and get this. Uh, what was it? What's the editing process here? What do you mean? Like when we're done recording, 
What, did, oh, what happened? Then recording hard drive over there. We get in the hard the drive. Mm -hmm. And then editing room on the Apple, right? It shut it. down like every other like five minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that has to download too, is raw audio. Yeah. And we use that for here, <laughs> for the video. So we gotta import that into. And Premiere. now I have to sync this vi th this new recorded right now. This is gonna, it's get gonna take longer. <laughs> yeah. and, and then I have to like cut it in Premiere, uh, so that the camera doesn't switch whenever you're talking. And there's no real way of telling that until you, unless you watch the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have to add all the bits and pieces. It's a whole process. And then man. I get it done within the day. Hmm. Well. Yeah. Because I don't have any other classes except for film production one they after this. They don't actually go to school here. Just, yeah, we just, we no. just You just come into the I studio and just here. do whatever you want. He, these two actually live here. Yeah, I do live here. Yeah, I On campus? Here. Yeah. It's not like house. here in the studio. I'll put hmm. this in the middle. I sleep under that table yeah. over there. That's the yeah, he reason. slept under there before. I slept. <laughs> like, I came in, he was like, hey, man. Hey, man. I don't get enough sleep. He doesn't. Uh, I had to sleep. I had to sleep like. He gets his work sleep. done, while I don't. Yeah. And everybody's just like, of course he gets his work done. Everybody in the class, like, they expect you to get your work done first, so they just copy out. Honestly, Anyways. I'm breaking. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm breaking. Like, we had to do a whole entire like producing um a budget. Damn, that's mm -hmm. that's thick. I got yeah. that finished like, it was assigned like three weeks ago. I got it done the first week, right? Yeah. Also, our fi our midterm, I got that done like. Two weeks after school started, because I thought it was due in a couple weeks. <laughs> but you so did. Yeah, so I did that so long. Remember, I told you, and it was I filmed my midterm like like last week, and I I'm almost done. I just got to I just got to do some extra stuff. Mm. There is a producer essay we we're supposed to write about a pr we had to choose a television producer. Write an essay about. I didn't hear it. I was I wasn't paying attention for some reason. I don't know why, mm -hmm. but. I thought it was the. I did a producer. I thought it was essay the proposal. So I write. I wrote an entire show. In a week, and then did the project, and then it's due tomorrow, like as of this recording, it's due tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got, I got, I got to start mine. Yeah, but see, but yeah, <laughs> when I when I did producing that that producing class, I'm busy. That's how I found out I was not a film person, that I was a broadcast person, because I would do them the night before just to meet, like just because of the deadline. Like I'm not a person who like takes like years to do a project, like in film, like you have to take mm. your time, right? Broadcast, you go shoot it, edit it real quick, and then you turn it in, and yeah, that was my, that was my, I, producing. I, I remember when I first met Alex Ramirez, because I don't remember it. When did we meet? Um, you came to Sacy, I believe. Uh, I shook thank your you. hand. Yes, yes, you did. I remember. And I was just like, "Who is this kid?" And then I introduced myself, and then I think I made you laugh. You and then did. I went and I, I got your Cheetos. No, I got I got hot Cheeto balls or whatever. Oh, the ones that we had in the uh, yeah. And I went kitchen. and I went into the kitchen, which is the faculty kitchen, and I took some ice and water, and I came back with like cheese puffs in my hand. <laughs> and you're just like, who is this guy? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, man. You tell me. Yeah, but I mean, I started to see uh, um like I during the film on, slams. I followed you on Instagram. That's how I found out about you. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, what was it, Kristen was like, Alex Ramirez is a teacher here. I'm like, who? I was like, Alex Ramirez. And I'm like, okay, I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, well, glad you recognize. Yeah, you know? but now every time I see you at CC, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, 
you're just like a bud walking in, so. I know, right? I just walk in, and you never know when I'm going to walk in. It's so funny. <laughs> it's kind of like this interview. I didn't know what was going to happen yeah. during it. And that's what makes it so entertaining, <laughs> right? Imagine the amount of content we're about to produce in a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm in a couple of hours. Files corrupt. <laughs> the files corrupted. <laughs> oh, have you ever had corruption problems? Oh, uh, way back when. It hasn't happened. And, you know, not recently. Wood, by the way. Yeah, well, I'll find real wood out there. <laughs> yeah, um, not since like high school, mm. early college. So. Yeah, I've never had corruption problems, but I have lost footage. I've lost footage. Like, have I've you ever lost like, footage. Have you ever have, have you ever like shot like um, something and you're like, wait, I pressed record. Quarter, I stopped right? recording <laughs> when I wanted to record. <laughs> that happened yeah. to me just a couple days ago because I didn't look at the red light. Yeah. Um. That uh, hasn't happened in a while for camera. Uh, That happened not too long ago, uh, uh, like a year ago with some audio, but we just did another take. Oh, anyways, going back on it, I want uh, want our last thing to be here. Uh, What is the craziest film set that you've, like, craziest film set story that you have? (sighs) Well, um, this isn't the craziest, but I did do um, in college for kind of like my thesis film we did pretty much 48 hours straight mm-hmm. filming and Jeez. I, I, yeah um That's a lot of memory. it is it is we had a lot of sd cards yeah. oh no <laughs> but um no i mean it was one of those things like hey we only have this set for two days we have a lot to shoot we have to keep going um i mean the film ended up coming out fantastic and it's one of those that i still look at and like well i'm pretty glad i made that it's not perfect by any means but you know yeah um but no those those film set stories really kind of like uh, uh um add to like the legend of a set you know if you have like a, a like a really cool set or a set and uh, that a great film comes out of i mean it all adds to that so i have some <laughs> i have some crazy stories but i'll tell one just okay. for today okay so this is a story of my second film set for my film called The Salesman. All right, so this is this is way back then. This is about four years, no, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, basically, this is the first day I ever met Aaron Ramos, like in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we exchanged emails and everything. Uh, so basically what happened was uh, I, I, I came in an hour late. All my actors were there already. So was my producer. He was pissed that I was an hour late, but it wasn't my fault because of the traffic. And I came in, I came in like uh, all the actors. We were shooting at a dance hall, Pueblo Hall, all right? Mm-hmm. It's a big warehouse hall. Yeah. Right? So there's like tables and everything. I, I come in and I'm carrying all this equipment and there's just like fake guns like all around. I'm just like running in. Like you hear like the door open, like, poof, and I'm like, hey guys, I'm Amadeo. <laughs> and I come in wearing like a, 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 like a, 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 a sh- tie. I said that. I, I cussed off. We'll be fine. It's fine. Uh, a tie, right? And um, everybody's just there. And so one of the actresses, and I felt so bad, she drove in from Austin. And it was a 45-minute set. <laughs> and and I, it was the worst film set I've ever been on. People yelled at me. And the worst thing about it is the DP didn't show up with his camera equipment. He couldn't. He got stuck at work. Mm. And so what happened was I w- we were stuck there shooting it on the iPhone. And it was just the worst film set I've ever directed. 
I've ever had. And I made and I, that day, I, I, I pledged to myself that I would never, ever have a film set like that because it was the worst film set. The actresses, the actor, actress, like, it's not that she wasn't bad. We just didn't prepare. Everything was completely guerrilla filmed. Like, it was the it was not planned. And I planned it for a month, too. Like, I had a month ahead of time. I had extras on set. I didn't have it. I, I just didn't. I don't know. It was. I was just one guy, right? And, you know, you know, you can't just make a big film with just one person. Yeah, but you know, every filmmaker needs a set like that. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you've never been low, you'll never know when you're up. Yeah. What about you, Daniel? Um, uh, one of my, it's not that crazy, but I felt bad. So I was on the set of No Signal. It's a horror, uh, horror film for Horror Film Fest. Uh, directed Real quick, by, no, no, I could do that. I could do it. Um, directed by Eric Nunez. Um, the DP was also Eric Nunez. And we're back with the clip. <laughs> the DP was also Eric Nunez, but uh, we were shooting this horror film. And we had to get this this guy, uh, our actor, scared. Daniel Alderete, he's a pretty good actor. Um, but we had to get him scared. So what we did is, Eric's house this is filmed in his house. Um, there's like a, it goes from one level to another level, and then there's like a like another story. Mm-hmm. But like on the bottom level, where the garage is, it has like little stairs. We opened this cabinet, and this guy was going through some stuff. So we shoved him into the cabinet, like under the stairs, and we locked it. And we just started, like, yelling at him. And he came out there crying, and I felt so bad. Like, I'm never, like... The director was just like, we just got to get it for, like, traumatic experience. But it was horrible. Jeez, man. Well, I mean, like I said, it's good to have those experiences. Because, I mean, they toughen you up, and they get you ready for the next thing. You know? Yeah. So, you know, you take those as lessons. I remember another one was... For a 48 hour, uh, we oh. thought it was supposed to be five minute, no minimum. Um, but after all this shooting and stuff, after all this development, like I helped to write the, uh, the story. Mm-hmm. After all this development, the the instructor comes in. He's like, guys, I downloaded the wrong the wrong file. <laughs> it's supposed to be three minutes, and we we're like, we have a lot, but we. We just had too much. We wanted to convey, like, a message. Did it have to be three minutes? Because I thought the one I turned in was, like... I hate it was for skills. Oh. I hate when they, they don't give me the option to, to, like... I hate when they, like, give me no choice to put a limit, like, a time mm-hmm. limit. Like, I want to make my own time limit. But, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Because, like, I hate it whenever they're, like, make a two-minute short. Like, no! Or, like, make a 30-second uh, explanation or short as to why. And you're like, no... Uh, what was it? What about you, Santi? Um, have you ever seen those, like, those commercials, those car commercials companies? Oh, no. How, like, okay, so... Are you part of that? <sighs> okay, no, so back in the past, I was, I was working with this, um, film company or marketing company, right? And, um, they're like, hey, we're gonna go to Las Cruces, which is close by to El Paso, and we're gonna shoot this commercial. They didn't tell me what I was gonna shoot, right? And they were like, we're gonna give you a red camera and some mics, and you know, I was like, all right, oh, badass. Nice. Yeah, badass, I have a red camera. I show up and then I see it's a, it's a car company, company lot, and you know I had to just sit through bad acting because you don't want to hire actors, right? Yeah. You know, it's just the the staff, you know, trying to sell you cars. You know, you have to do it because you know they're paying you. But oh yeah, it's terrible. 
She buy a car? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, one more story. And then I think we're going to have to uh, plug in your thing one more time. <laughs> and then we got to go. Love those plugins. Yeah, I love those plugins. All right, so this takes place on my first film set. I never, I, I wasn't act, I, I was not directing it. I was acting in it. And the, the director, this is my freshman year, the director, we were supposed to make a uh, silent black and white film for uh, as our first film. And, and it, was, it was, I guess it was great. We, we were going to call it the story of the lesbian fairy film. Um, basically what happened was they, they, they made us drive three hours outside of San Antonio to a uh, ranch in the middle of nowhere where I had to play an elf. <laughs> a Jewish elf. And, uh, no, not an elf, a fairy, a fairy, oh. a Jewish fairy. Jewish fairy. And I brought in, like, s- actual swords. We had a cool sword fight in the bridge and everything. And as the day progressed, um, uh, they didn't need me for a lot of the scenes, so I was just hanging out inside this ranch that hasn't been updated for at least. Yeah, I know, we're wrapping it up, we're wrapping it up uh, for at least a, uh, <laughs> a couple years. So um, what happened was basically uh, I, uh, they took me to the dressing room, and then they, they, the, the actors came in, uh, and basically what happened was they see me there in my underwear eating string cheese I ate from the fr- I got from the fridge, the director. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not using me right now, so I can do whatever I want. <laughs> and then a couple hours later, uh, I'm outside, and they have a donkey. <laughs> and then the, and the, I'm right there petting the donkey, and across the field is the house, and then the actress is looking out the window, supposed to be serious and everything. And she just sees me petting this donkey, and then during the middle of the shooting, the donkey bites my hand, and I just am there like crying and everything. And the actress on camera was was just laughing so hard, I bro- broke her. And we lost the footage, and and then I crashed uh, the director's dad's drone that he was using oh, there at the house. I also drank accidental alcohol, which was mixed with root beer. Uh, it was a fun day, and then I didn't get home until midnight and my dad thought i was like my dad texted me he's like where are you and i texted him this is the police we have your son and then i never responded back to him and he was so mad <laughs> anyway so that's our film podcast uh do your plug-in yeah man you're never allowed to touch anything on my sets Don't anyway worry. local short short film showcase uh october 13th sunday Alamo Drafthouse Park North at 7 p.m. Don't worry, I'm growing up. Just don't let me near a piano. Okay. Cool. All right, so that is our film, our, our podcast. Thank you all for watching. This is uh, the Lakeview Film Show. Oh, yeah, Lakeview. I always mix it up with Lakefront, but you know it doesn't matter now because we're going to call it Lakeview. It's whatever you want it to be. No, no, it's Lakeview. Okay, all right. Say bye to the camera, Dad. Bye, camera, Dad. Bye, camera.